for the post it. And we saw yesterday a Brisa that talks about people who are busy with all sorts of mitzvahs, that they're cutter from doing other mitzvahs while they're busy with that. And we started yesterday another Brisa which discusses specifically concerning sukkahs that people who are traveling are exempt. Now this exemption, Rashi explains, is not about Oisig Mitzvah Patum in a Mitzvah, the first part of the Brisa. It's simply about the Contemplation came to Duru that the parameters of the mitzvah of sukkah are, is, are based on the way you normally treat your house. So if it's a situation where you normally would leave your house and not use your typical residence, so to your sukkah, you're not obligated in sukkah. And therefore, if you're traveling, just like you travel year-round for business, so too, if you travel on sukkah, so you'd be exempt from the mitzvah of sukkah while you're busy with those travels. So does that apply only to a business travel, not a pleasure travel? So Moshe has a chuba about whether you should go on trips and stuff. He says it's not that you argue, you know, post straight up, and it's not you're not you're not you're not That's why he seems to. You can you can travel. This is the question of whether or not you can eat outside the sukkah, eating, sleeping, those things. Okay. Um, so now we are. So that, that was the first part of the Bryce. And the second part of the Bryce, a Holchan Devar Mitzvah. So now, if you're, once again, continuing with Sukkot, if you're traveling to perform a Mitzvah, Peturim Bim Biyayim Bim So if your travels are for a Mitzvah, then you are exempt throughout the day. And Arashi explains so how is, this, how is this different than the first cases? So it's different in the following way. That even though you're only traveling by day, you're still exempt. At night, because you are constantly thinking about how to do the mitzvah in the best way. So therefore, you're considered a person who is busy with the mitzvah all day, even though technically you're only actually on your journey during the day or night, you're exempt all day. That's what Rashi is saying. Unlike the first scenario, a person just going for business, so there you're only exempt as long as you're actually involved with your travels, because there the exemption is totally different. As we just said, it's about teshbuke in taduru. And the parameters of sukkah parallel the parameters of how you treat your house. We're going to talk about that more a little later on, maybe today. So continuing on, now we're going to give an example of this type of case where you're traveling for a mitzvah. That like Rav Chista and Rav Rav Huna, they would travel on the Shabbos of... Of uh, of Yantif, the uh, Beirish Kalusa, the house of Beirish Kalusa, Habuganu Arkasa de Sura. So they would sleep on the river bank. Amri, what they say? Anan shluchim mitzvah anan. We are people who are messengers of mitzvah, and therefore we are exempt. So Rashi explains that I wasn't sure how to understand this. Rashi, Rashi really says two things. He says number one, we came to hear the drasha. We came to hear the. The, um, yeah. the uh, sermon, the special, the special, um, the special speech that the Rish Kulusa would give, and the second one well, is that he Rashi says they want to see their Rebbe, which is so. It's not clear to me if Rashi why Rashi says two things. If you need both, meaning seemingly either one should be sufficient. Meaning, if you're going to hear the drasha, it should be sufficient reason. And it, if you're going to see your Rebbe, it should be sufficient. I mean, Rashi says two different mitzvahs. He says a mitzvah of going to hear the drasha, and he says a mitzvah of going to see your Rebbe. 
So it, it, I don't know why Rashi needs to say two different mitzvahs that are being performed. Really, it, it's something that you have to consider in the first part. There's something you have to consider in the first part. That, that something you have to consider in the first part is that the um, is that mean to say that anyone who's going to learn Torah should be exempt from the mitzvah of sukkah? I Meaning, going to hear the drasha. Let's say a person needs to go to a specific. They're they're traveling to go to go to uh, I don't know to go to learn Torah somewhere. So does that mean they're exempt from the mitzvah? Like I'm not sure why the drasha. Maybe have something to say. Yeah, Mayor, do you have something to say? No, I was confused with, was confused with the case. Hulchid is the is the Dvar Rashad. 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 For business. Yeah, it's not the Lutar Mitzvah. Yeah. I love business. That's it. It's good. Well, we said last night, you know, you had, you had an uh, excused absence last night, Mayor. So we'll just review over it. That. <laughs> so, Mayor, Mayor was Isaac the Mitzvah. So. <laughs> As I state in Gemara, actually it's a machlekes, what I'm shot is, we're going to see that Gemara, but Masham Sheikhaila, why a person who's helping out a sick person is exempt from sukkah. So whatever. But either way, it's an exemption from sukkah, so we get an exemption from the king. He made it up. So the, so the Rashi says that they're going for business, and we said presumably, obviously Rashi means business that's permissible on Chalamoy. We just added that caveat, that's a double Pashat. Rashi's only talking about, um, uh, he's not talking about Atu Bushaya skin in the Gemara always asks. The Gemara has a situation. And it says something which perhaps you would interpret to be something prohibited, something that's usur. So the Gemara asks, Atubur Shayaskina, are we, are we talking about a case of people who are doing something that's, that are evil people who are doing an Avera, they're doing an inappropriate act? So the Gemara doesn't talk about that thing as, like a, as a normative case. So Rashi, when he's talking about people who are traveling on for business, he means people who are traveling in a situation where it's permissible to travel to do business on Chalamoy. Speak to your, your rabbi about what those parameters are. What? I didn't, I'm not getting the parameters. We're not learning about cutting, but um, but speak to your rabbi. So the so the so anyway. So in this, I'm so I'm not. It's, it's not clear to me. Rashi has to say two things. It's just an observation I'm making to Rashi, and also about how that plays out. There's anyone who's going to learn Torah. So if you're going to learn, then you're exempt. The classic case is that you go to the base Medrash on Sukkot and there's, no, there's nowhere to eat there. So you're allowed to eat. You're not allowed to eat there. So there's no Sukkah. You go to the base Medrash, there's no Sukkah. And even more classically, because you go to the base Medrash on, on Sukkot and you, wanna, you fall asleep there. So there's no, uh, do you, 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 there's no Sukkah to take a nap in there. So you have to go home or not. That's, you do. So it's, I don't know what, what the parameters are to go and hear the drasha. Significance of that. Okay, it's an observation of Rashi. Okay. Another b'risa, Tanar Abanan, continuing on exemptions to sukkah. Shoyimere ir b'yayim, people who are guarding the city by day, peturim mina sukkah b'yayim. So they're exempt from the sukkah, from, from, um, from sukkah by day. The chayavim b'layla, but they're obligated at night. Shoyimere ir b'layla, people who guard the city at night. Peturim mina sukkah b'layla, they're exempt from sukkah at night. The chayavim b'yayim, they're obligated by day. Um, <coughs> just, just an observation. I'm, I'm assuming uh, well, I, that this isn't a, a life and death situation. That's just an assumption I'm making. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Because it was life or death, then it's just a little difficult to me. If what? It was life or death. What? Well, the question is really is this exemption because of Oisik Mitzvah or is it Teshu Kane to do it? Mirashi doesn't say anything. 
how would you apply this to Teshu Kain to Duru? Meaning that a person, Rashi brings in Teshu Kain to Duru by, um, you know, let, let's get to the end of the Gemara, because Rashi's going to bring it later on, and we'll see how, how I think it would play out. But right now, I'm sorry? How does it all save the mitzvah? He's just doing security during davening and chakras. So anyone, so that means, so it's once again, that's like, the, uh, that's like a person, by the way, uh, it, that's like a person who is, um, is going, traveling for business. So there we said that the exemption is Teshu uh, came to do, and this would be the same thing. The reason no, I'm saying it's not life and death. It wouldn't be the same thing because he, he's then obligated when he's not working. So if he's working during the day, yeah. he's guarding, he's guarding the, the walls of the city during the day, right. he's obligated at night. And vice versa. I mean, if he's guarding it all day, then he's, 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 he's not yeah. obligated all day. That's, that's the same thing as the traveler. No, the, tra- the traveler isn't obligated at all. That's only when he's traveling to do day it. Day that's and night. If he's traveling day and night, he works 24-hour right. shifts, or he's, or he's traveling for a mitzvah, but if he's just traveling by day, and then he gets to a town and stays overnight, then he becomes obligated at that point. Right, it's the same. Yeah, that was the it's the same parameters. Same parameters. So I, I'm just, well, let, let's read on a little more. If this is an example of Teshu Kintaduru, which, um, well, my question would be if, if a person is going to save a life, right? So you're traveling to save, you have to take someone to the hospital. <laughs> Someone has uh, some reason you have to take someone to the hospital. So is that, is that a reason why are you putter from sukkah if you take someone to the hospital? So I mean, the Gemara says it later on. Because you're a it's not a good example. But let's say it's a, a life and death situation. I don't think that really is true. And like, I mean, their mitzvah is about saving a life. There are mitzvahs that pertain specifically to save a life. So mitzvahs that pertain to you having to save, to, to take care of your own health. So I don't know if those mitzvahs would exempt you from sukkah. That's really what I'm contemplating. Because it's from here. Sorry? We're going to see that. We're going to see that. That's the next Gemara. Okay. So if you guard by day, whenever you're guarding the city, you are exempt. If you're guarding by day and night, then you're exempt from the sukkah both day and night. Okay, so that's the first case. From the guards of the city, city guards, shul guards, whatever guards. People who guard the uh, gardens and the orchards, um, they're exempt day and night. That's what, that's what he said. They're exempt day and night. And Rashi explains the reason is because they never leave. They stay there. They stay there. They do twenty-four hours. They, they stay there twenty-four hours a day. They're always on call, and therefore they're always they're exempt. So the Gemara asks a question. Okay, very nice. We understand that they can't leave there. But let them make a, let them make a sukkah there and let them sit in the sukkah there. So meaning to say we understand the fact that they need to be there. And we understand that, they, that they, um, they're in a place where there is no sukkah. So they need to be in a place where there is no sukkah. So they're exempt from sukkah. But let them make a sukkah. So we understand, for example, a person's traveling. They can't have a sukkah because they're traveling. How are you going to have a sukkah? You're traveling. We don't expect you to pop up a pop-up sukkah all the time, every time you want to stop to extend. But these people, they are, they're standing guard at the, at wherever in the field. And let them make a sukkah there. Abai Amar, So Abai says the reason Teshu Kain Taduru. Now, now, if we look at Rashi, Rashi explains this. This is an expansion of the concept of Teshu Kain Taduru. He said this as follows. Right? We said before 
as I said yesterday, the concept of Teshvikein Tadur is that you have to live in your sukkah. Your sukkah has to be to you like your house is. So Zakhtar Rashi, Rashi says as follows. That if the Torah says that you have to leave your house and go live in your sukkah, that means with your bed and all your utensils and all your things. It means that we are giving you a mitzvah to treat your sukkah like your house. So your sukkah should be furnished and it should be, have all the amenities of a house. So therefore, Rashi says, if you have a situation where you cannot do that or it's not realistic to expect you to do that, because it's such a, it would be such an effort to drag all those things to the field. It's one thing if it's right outside your house. So you could drag them out. If you choose not to, that's your choice. But here, it's not realistic to expect a person to bring his amenities to the field. And therefore, he cannot, he's in a situation where he cannot have a sukkah, which is the equivalent to his house. Meaning to say, for us, where we have a sukkah right outside of our house, if we choose not to bring our things out, that's our choice. But we could treat our sukkah like our house. We could bring our bed into the sukkah. We could bring our chairs and our table and all of our household things to the sukkah if we so desire. So therefore, we have no exemption, even if we don't do so. However, this person, it's not realistic to expect him to drag them so far. And therefore, he's exempt. So even though he could have a sukkah, he cannot have the sukkah prescribed by the Torah. He cannot have a sukkah with all the amenities of the house. And therefore, it's considered as if he can't have a sukkah. Because that's the sukkah the Torah is talking about. The, the Torah is talking about a sukkah with the amenities of the house. Since he, it's not realistic to expect him to have that type of sukkah, he's exempt from the mitzvah sukkah. Does everyone understand this point? It doesn't mean that if you don't bring your bed out to the sukkah, you're exempt from sukkah. That's what I'm trying to address. And it doesn't mean that, it, it, it doesn't mean that if, if you choose not to, that's your choice. Here is a situation where he, can, he cannot have, it's not realistic to expect him to have a sukkah like his house. And therefore, he's exempt. That's what Abayah says. Rav Amar says, different reason, Rashi explains that if he sets up a sukkah, what are all the thieves going to say? Guards right over here. They're going to say Go he's guards door. over there, but you know who here is on the security detail? Oh. Right, what do you do? Tell. It's private. It's okay, yeah, what do you do periodically? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to look around the building. You don't just stand in the front like a dunce. You're supposed to walk around the building. Even That's if people are inside, they never leave. They just stay. <laughs> yeah, as I was supposed to do, you're supposed to walk around. I was at, you know, I don't know what goes on Beth Jacob. Last week I was at Nava Shalom. And there was a police officer there. And he was, he was he, you saw, he was checking the perimeter. Periodically, he would walk around the building. That's what you're supposed to do. So, <laughs> so if you set up shop, if you set up shop and say, this is the police booth, so then everyone, the God is going to know, okay, so I'll go somewhere else. And therefore, the God, it's not realistic. He can't simultaneously perform his job and be in the sukkah. He needs to be in a situation where he's able to, to check all around. So now the Gemara asks, as the Gemara frequently asks, my benai, what's the difference? It's very nice. Abai says this, Rabbi says this. It's a nice coffee room discussion. But what difference does it make? Who cares what the reason is? Bottom line is, we know if you're a guard in a field, then you are exempt from sukkah. What's the difference why you're exempt from the sukkah? Right? There has to be enough gamina, as we say. There has to be practical ramification, or else you're just spinning wheels. The Gemara doesn't say it from the Darim. So the Gemara answers, you can be an eye, the difference is the commander carries a period. That was for you, Mayor. The, re- the difference is a situation where 
He's guarding, he's guarding the field. He's guarding a specific pile. That there's, it's not that he's, he is guarding an entire field. There's a pile in the field that he is appointed to watch. So if the reason is Teshua came to do, if the reason is because it's not realistic to expect him to have a sukkah that's equivalent to his house, so does that reason apply if it's a specific, it's a specific pile? Sure. Of course. Because he, he still can't. He still can't, is not expected to drag his things there. But if the reason is because the God is going to know to go somewhere else, there's nowhere else to go. There's only one way. There's only one thing to steal, this pile. And therefore, he would not be exempt. Yeah, the point is that the Ghana can't go elsewhere. There is nowhere else. How would he the, the Jew? Like, he can build a sukkah, have a valid sukkah because he can still be continuously guarding the field with one wall open and three walls as a sukkah. And he can still have a punishment valid sukkah. I'm not sure what situation you're talking about. What, 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 what situation? one area of the field. One right? pile. Yeah. Okay, so he can have a valid sukkah guarding the field. Yeah, because he's yeah. his sukkah. He's, he's not closed off from his sukkah. He can still have a kosher sukkah while guarding the field. That's the muscle. Because he he can build the sukkah. Oh, in the first shot? Why? Yeah, the second shot. That's the muscle. That's the case. How's the teshu getting to do? He doesn't have his bed there. He can bring his bed there still. If it's a field that's five miles from his house. So, we don't. There's two separate reasons, though. One is for the Ghanav, one is teshu getting to do. Teshu, in the Ganev case, you're right. He, three-walled sukkah would be perfect. That's Rava. That's I, I know the name, right. but... I, I just want to make... Rava. Right. No, yeah. They're not having my focus on the number I'm of probably, walls. Absolutely. Right. I will be... My pleasure to talk about it again. Three so the Gemara is saying perfect. the following Nafkamina. Yeah. The Nafkamina is, that's the practical right. difference right. between opinions, the is yeah. that you if you say the reason is Teshu came to Duru, meaning that you're only obligated in sukkah, if it's realistic for you to have the amenities in your house, you still can't have the amenities because you're guarding something which is 10 miles from where anyone lives. Sorry, but if the reason is because the God is just going to go somewhere else and steal from the field, here there's only one pile of garden. Bring there's only one, st- and therefore you need to put right already. in front of Draw it, and there's no way for him to get it because you're right uh, there anyway. Take a pot, what? No. Because you're lazy, right? The second aspect is telling you that the guy can adequately guard the definition of interesting. Yes. Exactly. Is he just a chalav and shabit may have to be right now, I want to clarify one more thing, and we're done. No, because that's the difference. Rava, now I I want to speak that point out here. Rava, Tyson says the following observation. He says it's partial, it's obvious. Rava's the second opinion. Abaye said Teshu Kei Daduru. Rava said the reason is because Pirta Karlagana, that the thieves are nowhere to go. Right? So Tyson says it's, it's obvious that Rava doesn't disagree with the concept of Teshu Kei Daduru. Of course he does. The Gemara, it's explicit in the Gemara. The whole, as I mentioned last Third. night, there's numerous halachas of sukkah which are built on that. Rava certainly agrees with it. He only argues in this situation. Now, Tosh doesn't explain why he argues in this situation, but I believe the answer is like what I was based on Rashi. We have the answer. Because Rashi's saying that's what you, what's unique about this situation is that it's not that these things are ne- necessary for fulfill your mitzvah. 
Meaning if you don't bring your bed out to the sukkah and you sleep in the sukkah, you still fulfill the mitzvah. It's not that for the mitzvah you need to have your bed but the point is that what's, yeah, what's unique that here is yeah, that yeah, it's that it's saying. not possible to have that higher level and therefore you're exempt right, from the mitzvah. Right. Whatever. That's how I understood the answer to Tosis' observation. Is that like Gilead? Have a good night. Sorry? The other one. According to Abai, Robert Hardy says it's